And he had to pass through Samaria, so he came to a town of Samaria called Sakar, near the field that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there. And so Jesus, wearied as he was from his journey, was sitting beside the well. It was about the sixth hour. A woman from Samaria came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy some food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a woman of Samaria? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. And Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw water with, and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob? He gave us this well and drank from it himself, as did his sons and his livestock. And Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I give him will become in him a spring of water, welling up to eternal life. This is God's word. You know, these are strange times that we're living in, um, strange ways of communicating and, uh, and doing church. Um, but I think there's some, some key questions that we can, we can ask ourselves during these times. And, um, and some of these questions would be questions like, what are the waters from which I drink and do they satisfy? Uh, what are the soils that I'm rooted in and do they sustain? What is the foundation that I'm building on and will it hold? What will it take for me to leave my broken cisterns? And, um, you know, sometimes in, in troubled seasons, in seasons of droughts and periods of struggle and pain, um, you know, that it has a way of revealing uh, where we're rooted, um, what our hope is, you know, what our confidence is, um, who the real enemy is. And, and, um, and I think the times that we're going through, uh, we're probably each of us learning a lot about ourselves. Um, a lot about, like I said, where, where we, where we find satisfaction, where we find comfort, where we find peace. And, you know, one of the great tragedies I was telling the kids of, of Palm Sunday is that, you know, on Palm Sunday, one of the things that the people missed is they thought Jesus was there to rescue them from the Romans. And, uh, and really he was there to rescue them from their sin. And sometimes, you know, we too can get caught up in <laughs> who the real enemy is, uh, just thinking about the whole coronavirus and, uh, and all the, the, the tragedy that comes with that. But uh, we as God's people understand the real enemy. Uh, we understand, you know, what it is um, that God needs to rescue us from. And so, you know, it's a kind and a merciful thing and a loving thing for the Lord to allow things into our world, uh, even painful things, e even things that bring a lot of sorrow. Um, if those things bring us back to the fountainhead, if those things cause us to draw up closer to the Lord, and find a greater stability in him. And uh, I think that's one of the things that the Lord is, is teaching me during this time. 
is, you know, um, that it's generous. It's, it's generous uh, for God to a- allow the rotten limbs that sometimes we often rest on. Uh, it's, it's a generous love of God for him to allow that to break <laughs> at 10 feet and not 10,000 feet. And so I think for me, times like this sort of reveal in my own life, you know, what those broken limbs are, what those broken cisterns are, what those uh, false foundations are in my own life, um, you know, that I'm prone to rest upon. And, uh, and so, you know, in, in some ways, um, you know, I, I think about this woman of Samaria who, you know, her, her false foundations, uh, the soil in which she had rooted herself was was uh, in these relationships with with many different men. Um, I think about Peter, the Apostle Peter, and, um, you know, he he found himself rooted in his own self-confidence, and and the Lord uh, was generous to show him that, even as he denied Christ, you know, three times. And uh, and that was Israel's great struggle, too, all throughout history, is uh, they were continually uh, running to false hopes and false securities um, and so it's just, it was, it's really generous for the Lord to allow these things to give way. Uh, sometimes it's a very scary thing, but it's a very loving and generous thing for the Lord to allow those to, to show themselves for what they are. And, um, and so, um, you know, any, any kind of complete or utter hopelessness that, um, you know, uh, brings our feet away from, uh, the wooden rotten bridge onto the rock is uh is something uh, to rejoice in um you know anything that brings us to the foundation uh, of christ's righteousness and, and makes that a more keen reality in our life um you know is um is something to um you know rejoice in and over um there's an old puritan preacher his name was richard sibbs and uh he was a preacher of cambridge and he died in 1635 but he wrote a book before his death, and um, the title of the book was called Soul's Conflict with Itself. Um, And the entire book was only about 175 pages long, and it was based on Psalms 42.5, Hope in the Lord. Uh, And it's this, um, the idea of the book is this preaching to ourselves. And, you know, the psalm goes on and says, Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why are you so disturbed within me? Hope in the Lord. And, um, his nickname was the sweet dropper and uh, because his sermons were so encouraging and so edifying. uh, But basically the book is about this whole idea that this internal struggle that we all have as people is, am I going to trust in myself, uh, my circumstances, my job, my resources, my finances, or am I going to trust and hope in the Lord? And so I think that's the, you know, that's the, that's the battle that we as Christians face every day. But I think things, uh, you know, like tragedies, whether it's 9-11 or pandemics or epidemics, sort of uh, magnify those things more in our life. And so, you know, even as we think about this woman uh, who had rooted herself in the false hopes of men, uh, that had rooted herself in these broken cisterns of relationships and um, these false foundations of physical intimacy, that it was a really kind thing for Jesus to come and, and, and unearth those and, um, and just show her the polluted waters that she was rooted in. And, um, you know, one of the things is, is, 
you know, we read this, and uh, I think even for ourselves, um, Christ did not un unearth those things to shame her, uh, that he unearthed those things to save her. And I think we need to remember that, too, as God's people, that if the Lord during this time has is, is unearthed some false hopes or some idols or some broken cisterns in your life or in my life, he doesn't do that to shame us, uh, but he does that uh, to save us and to reroute us uh, by the rivers of his grace and love. And, um, you know, it's only then that, that God's church can become that cool drink of water uh, that other people uh, find their rest and shade in uh, until we have rooted ourselves, you know, in the unchanging nature of who Christ is and what God's done for us, um, then we really can't, you know, be a place that others uh, come to to find rest and shade. And so, um, you know, I was just thinking about all the things that the Lord uh, had had um, brought into the, the, um, the life history of the people of Israel, and I was thinking about the Romans and the Assyrians, uh, the Babylonians and the Philistines, and, you know, no one at the time would have probably seen those things as a blessing, you know, um, but the reality is, is, uh, is God used that to, to bring his people and to draw his people uh, back uh, close to his side, uh, rooted in his love, rooted in his promises, and, um, and basically revealed to them the, the polluted water and the contaminated soil and the sandy foundation that, that they were on. And so even though this is a story about a woman who did not know the Lord, I think we as believers um, often can, can find ourselves uh, building on these sandy, shaky foundations either, even after being in Christ. And um, I think, like I said, during these times, it's just a reminder. Um, if you would look at uh, John 4, 39, and I just want to read this little portion to you. It says, many Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me all that I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they asked him to stay with them, and he stayed there two days, and many more believed because of his word. And they said to the woman, it is no longer because of what you have said that we believe, for we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this is indeed the Savior of the world. And so it was only when this Samaritan woman found her roots deep, you know, in Christ's unchanging love and deep in Christ's righteousness uh, that she was able to go and offer hope to her community. And I think for us as, as believers, only, you know, when we have rooted ourselves in the promises of Christ, uh, only when we've uh, built on his foundation are we able to go out into our city and, and offer peace and comfort uh, during these times of, 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 you know, real fears and, uh, and scares and, and anxiety. And, uh, and so I just want to encourage you, you know, during this time, um, you know, spend time with the Lord, spend time in his word um, and, um, and root yourself in, in, in the promises of, of what God has told us. Um, listen at this, um, the passage in John says that, that that well of water, you know, will well up in you, um, you know, and, and become uh, a place for others. But listen to this, Psalms 84, it says, How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord Almighty. My soul yearns, even faints, for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. 
Even the sparrow has found a home and the swallow a nest for herself where she may have her young, a place near your altar. O Lord Almighty, my King and my God, blessed are those who dwell in your house. They are ever praising you. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, who have set their hearts on pilgrimage. As they pass through the valley of Baca, or the dry place or the place of tears, they make it a place of springs. The autumn rains also cover it with pools, and they go from strength to strength till each appears before God in Zion. And isn't that a beautiful picture that as we root ourselves in Christ and we encounter our neighbors who are maybe, you know, in a hard place or a dry place, the Lord says that as we root ourselves in him, that these places that we pass through as we're rooted in Christ will become, will become pools or springs um, that others can find rest in. And, um, and I think that's, that's our hope for this season as a church, that as we um, root ourselves in the soil of God's grace, and as we spend time resting on his promises, uh, confessing our false hopes, confessing those things uh, that we find comfort in, uh, only then when we're rooted in Christ will we go from strength to strength. And like I said, the dry places that we come to, the places where people are weeping in tears, only then will we be able to bring the hope of who God is to them. And so um, I just want to encourage you, um, take time and, and give some thought to, you know, what are the places uh, that my roots are? Where, where are my roots? Are my roots deep in Christ? Are, are my roots, you know, um, you know, in other places? Um, what are the, the places from which I am trying to drink during these difficult and strange times? Am I drinking deep uh, from this well that is Christ? Or am I, am I drinking and finding my rest in other places? And, um, and so um, I just encourage you, uh, think about that. The, Jesus says, the water that I give will become in you a spring of water welling up to eternal life. And, uh, and so uh, God is good, and he, he wants to use these times again to bring us more intimately uh, to know him and to rest in him and, uh, and to take confidence in him. And, and again, when we do that, um, you know, only then will we be able to, to offer others hope. Um, I'm going to read this. A friend sent this to me. I'm going to read this, and then I'm going to close this in prayer. It says, word for today, periods of drought is beneficial for plants' growth to encourage the roots to grow stronger and deeper. This virus will be as a drought, forcing our roots to grow deeper. React not in fear, but in thanksgiving, comfort, brothers and sisters. Do not be anxious about anything. Take comfort in knowing God is doing a great work, and yes, even a good work. People are again rethinking their relationship to Christ and thinking about death and their spiritual condition. Do not fear these times, but use common sense. Follow the government's suggestion. This is the command by Christ for our protection. Give hope and peace and comfort to those outside of Christ. Be his light in this time of darkness. Above all, do not let your soul be anxious. Know that the times of drought are healthy and will cause our roots to grow deeper in Christ and more secure for the days to come. Praise the Lord. Let me pray for us. God, thank you um, for this time in your word. Um, God, thank you that, um, God, our foundation is Christ. That, God, though the mountains and all the earth fall into the sea, God, we are secure in Christ. 